Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And this is episode 59. And guys, this we have decided yes. it is halfway through the year, so we're going to do our roundup of songs for um, 2020 so far. Yes. So that's what we're going to be doing this episode. We've got our top five songs and then our top album of the year so far. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to skip the news. Otherwise, this podcast is going to be way too long. So long. <laughs> it's already going to be long as it is. Um, but we'll start with our number five song with Vivian. What is your fifth best song of 2020 so far? So my fifth best song of 2020 so far is Dead Horse by Hayley Williams. So yes, I've talked about the song on the podcast a few weeks ago now. Um, and it's coming from her album Petals for Armour. So this was actually her debut album uh, that came out recently. And I'm obsessed with this album. It's such a great album. And honestly, it was really hard to choose a song from the album that I counted as like one of my favourite songs of this year so far. But what I love about this song in particular, and I did touch on this a lot when we when I talked about it recently, but... What I love about it is that it's this sort of really sort of serious subject matter, um, but the way that she sort of tells it and in the lyricism, but as well as the production is sort of this like fun way to sort of go about it. Um, it's a really like fun song to sing to, to dance to. It's got this sort of really interesting Caribbean um, vibe to it, which I really like and I think works really, really well. But yeah, I think this is just such a great take on this sort of serious subject matter of a relationship failing. And she uses that sort of famous saying of beating it like a dead horse. This relationship has been beat like a dead yeah. horse. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's done really well and she's amazing. I love Hayley Williams, but yeah. Yeah, I wasn't like when you first sort of um, said that, you know, Hayley Williams was going on this, you know, like solo route. I wasn't like super expecting myself to like really enjoy the songs but this yes. is probably one that I have like there are a couple that you know that you've brought up on the podcast on the podcast previously that you know I haven't been like too in yep. love with which is fine but this one is probably one of those ones that I I find easy to listen to and I quite enjoy so yeah compared yeah. to the other ones that I have brought up this one's definitely <laughs> the most accessible um most she really palatable exactly <laughs> yeah she she went th through like this really experimental route with this album which I think is really cool but yeah this is my number five Dead Horse by Hayley Williams Maddie what is your fifth best song of 2020 so far okay so for my fifth best song I have decided to go with Frail State of Mind by the 1975. It so, had to happen. <laughs> obviously, there was going to be a 1975 song in here somewhere. Um, so it was, it wasn't too hard to pick which song off the album Notes on a Conditional Form that um I should talk about because I knew I wanted to talk about one because we've been like so excited for this album to come out. Yep. And then we didn't really talk about it much when it did because we didn't really. Enjoy it too much. Um, it's so, so sad. I'm so sad. We were sad very about disappointed um, because, like, it's not that we don't think it is a great album in itself. It's just that, I don't know, it's just not so, like all of this. There are so many songs. Too many. First of all. I think, yeah. So many. And there are only a couple. See, the thing is, is all of the singles 
that were released before the album, we all love. Love. We love those songs. They're all fantastic. Especially this one. That's why I've chosen it. This one, um, and if you're too shy, let me know. They're probably my top two songs yeah, out agreed. of the whole album. Agreed. But other than that, I just, yeah, I couldn't really get down with the rest of the album. There were maybe like two other songs, two or three other songs that I yeah. enjoyed that weren't singles before it came out. And it was such a lengthy listen. Like... I couldn't, (laughs) yeah, I was saying to Maddie before we started recording that I actually couldn't listen to it in one sitting because I had to, it was just too long. And I think the main issue that I have with this album is, you know, um, I, we both sort of kept saying leading up to this album that there's just been a lot of different sort of songs thrown out that definitely may not seem like it would be cohesive on an album. And I think that's where this album fails is that there's just too many songs, A and B, it doesn't really make sense in an album to have all these different genres. And, you know, you have people... I feel like people does not belong in this album no, whatsoever. Because there's nothing else like it. Exactly. Which is, the, which is the issue. Yeah. I think, like, I appreciate what they've tried to do. And I think they're incredible musicians in themselves. But I think the way that this album has come out just didn't hit the mark. Yeah. I think. But other than that, for our state of mind, fabulous song. <laughs> love Absolutely song. love it. I've been jamming to it like since it came out. Fabulous. Because Vivian, you were the one who brought it up. Yes. First. Because I hadn't listened to it yet. And then after you brought it up on the podcast, I was like, okay, this is my jam. Absolutely love it. I love, like, I remember you making like a note of it when you talked about it. It was like this recurring um you know melody line where they keep coming in with frail state of mind at the end of all of the verses and things like that yeah and that is definitely such an amazing amazing part of the song and then all of the really cool percussion and like little tidbits that they add in there like as with any 1975 song it's very you know signature (laughs) of their style but um yeah overall frail state of mind that's why it's my number five because i like i really love it but there's definitely been ones that Yes. I love even more. So that Agreed. is my number five, Frost Set of Mind by the 1975. Um, and we'll go into our next one. So number four, and I'll start with mine. So obviously, guys, <laughs> um, you know what's coming. Um, Manic came out this year. Yep. And so naturally there's going to be a song from Halsey on there from both of us. And number four is mine. So I have chosen... Killing Boys as my fourth best song of 2020 so far. And the reason I've chosen Killing Boys is because, one, it's a banger of a song. So good. And also, (laughs) with Manic, it's really hard to try and separate the songs individually on the album because it is such a cohesive and linked album. It's very thematic and it's very well thought out. And the thing is, is that, like, it's so hard to pick out a, con- a, a song out of context and just, yep. like, think about it as a whole because you don't think about the songs that are before and after it. So I think that's why I've chosen Killing Boys because it's in the middle of two interludes. And I think it's a very cool, like, standalone song. And I have been listening to it a lot. It just makes me, like, feel really, like, really cool. Yes. Like, sort of like a badass. Like It's such a cool song. It's really awesome. Like the ri- like the strings that sort of like chug along the bottom of it and then like the really cool like distorted like production elements and just like Halsey's voice is amazing blah blah blah. I'm not even going to go into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's why it's my number four because I think I love so many more of the songs that are on Manic obviously. Yes. yes. But I think a lot of the ones that I really, really love, I can't listen to without 
listening to them in order or like you know at least a couple of songs before and after yeah so yeah that's why killing boys is my number four viv what's your number four so my number four is toxic by kehlani yes love it so we've actually spoken about kehlani quite a bit recently uh the both of us so she released her album um it was good until it wasn't recently and i love this album it's so good like Honestly, every single song I love. Um, And again, it was really hard to choose a song from the album that I could talk about because I've spoken about um, Grieving, which uh, is the one she did with James Blake, which I loved. But I think why I chose, why I wanted to talk about this song and why I love this song so much is it's the album opener. And I've always loved how, I feel like when you listen to albums, Album openers, they sort of set the tone of what's to come. Well, they should, anyway. Um, (laughs) That's the point. (laughs) That's the point. And I think this song does that really well in such an interesting way. So it's talking about a relationship that's toxic, that these two people, when they're together, it's a very toxic sort of relationship. But, and Kehlani, the way she, like, we've talked about this before, like, she has this really interesting lyricism that's really cool and... She, you know, she's an amazing singer, but she can rap, like, she can Mm. do anything, basically. (laughs) But the production is really, really cool. It's so simplistic. Like, there's honestly not much to it. It's sort of the same phrase over and over again, but it's so dark and brooding, and it's very Mm. sort of fitting for this type of subject matter. And I just, yeah, I love it. It's such a great song. This is honestly, yeah, one of the, fa- like, one of my favourite songs off this album. I was almost going to have it as one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> so close. Um, stay tuned for that. But, um, yeah, so I absolutely love this song and I've been listening to it constantly. And I think, yeah, the way that it is so simplistic and yet the way that Kehlani still finds a way to like make it interesting and to like listen to the whole song like from beginning to end it's just incredible it really is just like a testament to like her voice and how she pulls off oh for sure her music which is yeah yeah, incredible so good so yes that is my number four so now we'll go into our third favorite song of 2020 so far and i'll kick us off so my number three is bitter by fletcher featuring keto again i may have butchered that amazing song i love this song so much again i talked about this on the podcast (laughs) but it's so interesting because um this was like an under a rock for me a few episodes ago and i had never listened to fletcher before i had seen her name come up a few times but this song it's just so cool i just I love the way I feel when I listen to this song. I love the confidence that oozes out of this song. Because like I said when I talked about this one, it's it's talking about this, obviously this relationship has ended and the other person has found someone else and she's sort of singing, singing that she's bitter about it. And it's the way she sort of does, like, does this sort of wordplay in, in the chorus is very cool. But it's just such a fun, like, I just, yeah, like it's such a confident, sort of song that I just every time I listen to it I'm just like I'm turning it all the way up I'm blasting it in the car well, you have to you can't listen to this song when it's quiet honestly honestly you have to listen to it on full volume like screaming the lyrics which is what I do when I listen to it in the car <laughs> like I since ever since you brought this song up I have like taken it and ran yep like, I <laughs> honestly 
I love this song so much. It is such a banger. It's like, it's not like a revenge in a nasty way, but kind yeah. of like a revenge anthem. Yeah. In the sense that like, you know, she, she wants, you know, like you've obviously like this person has done something, you know, bad to her. They've broken up all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. But like, she sort of wants to get back at him, but like. It's just a really fun way of, like, yeah. saying screw you. <laughs> like, yeah. It's and so good. What I love, what I really do find interesting about it as well, Fletcher, she's got this really, I want to say, it's like, it first comes across as, like, underwhelming voice. Like, and I know that sounds bad, but I don't mean it in a bad way. What I mean is, like, it's almost unexpected because she's does these beautiful like very simplistic runs that sort of come out of nowhere and you're like oh yeah oh okay so this is the kind of voice you have that's really cool and yeah like it's something that we've touched on before but it's just the way that she manipulates it to sort of fit within the genre that she's in i think it's it's really really cool so Mm. that is my number three bitter by fletcher featuring keto maddie over to you Alrighty, so back on the kailani train (laughs) um so my number three is Change Your Life from her album, which is um, featuring Janae Aiko. I think that's how you say it. Yes. I Apologies think so. if I butchered that. Um, but this song is another one of my favorites. It's probably not like one of the really popular songs off this album. Yeah. Which, which I feel like is it's a deep something cut. that I find that I tend to do. Like, I don't listen to the singles mm. from an album. I will always like find that I enjoy like, the other songs that yep. are in an album rather than singles. And this is obviously um, a key example of that, which is um, really, really cool. So this song, I am obsessed with the vibe that it gives off. It's really cool. Like, I think it's it's very similar to the rest of the album, obviously. It's very cohesive, very sort of similar. But um, the one thing that I really, really like is right in the, like, at the beginning of the chorus, um, you know, when she says, let me change your life, there's these like percussion hits on each of the syllables. So good. And it's like so, so good. I absolutely loved it. I was like taken aback when I heard that the first time. I was Me like, too. Oh. I was like, oh yes, like this is It's awesome. so unexpected though. Yeah. Like the first time you hear it, it's just like, oh my gosh, it's so in your face. Yeah. But I love it. It's so and good. now every time I listen to it now, I sort of like punch that yeah. hair like with it. I'm like, yes, like get it. But um <laughs> anyway. I and, love that. Yeah. So another thing is that um, both Kailani and Janae's vocals on this song just like they just mesh so well, and so it's well. such an amazing pairing. Like I've never really um, heard of Janae Aiko before. I've never listened to her stuff, um, but when I when her um, when her verse came in, I was like pleasantly surprised at how beautiful a voice she has. And yeah, I just love the way that they sing together and they play off each other and their voices just like blend really, really nicely. And overall, it's just like a really, really cool song. Yeah. I love, again, I love the Kailani album. It's amazing. I am obsessed with it. I keep listening to it all the time. But yeah, that's my number three. It's Change Your Life. Um, So before we go into our top two songs, if you've listened to any of our countdown episodes before, you'll know that we um, chuck in our favorite album of the year so far. So I will start off with mine. Um, and if you know me, this will not come as a surprise <laughs> at all. Or nope. if you've listened to any episodes of the podcast before. Yep. Um, so my favorite album of 2020 so far is Dear Happy by Gabrielle Applin. Love it. Amazing um, album. So the reason that I chose this one, because there have been quite a few 
I was going to talk about the Kehlani album because I loved it so much. Mm. However, the reason that I decided to go with this one is because I don't think there is a song on this album that I don't like. Yep. And that is so rare to find, like, especially nowadays, like, because, you know, artists will try all of these, like, different things and they'll, like, put different sort of genres and try different experimental things in their albums. So, obviously, not everything is going to cater to every single person. Mm-hmm. But I just, I'm obsessed with Gabrielle and everything that she does <laughs> and every single song on this album is just, like, pure bliss. I absolutely love it. Like, starting from, it was released, like, earlier this year, mm-hmm. but because all of her, um, pretty much, I think all of her, like, three singles for the song were released at the end of last year, and one of them was actually in the countdown yes, for last year. that we both loved um, so much. Uh, ooh, anyway, um, so, but yeah, there are just so many amazing songs, like, Magic, Kintsugi, like, or, like, I could, I will list all of them, because it's, they're <laughs> just so amazing, and I think... This album in particular, it's really... I've loved seeing how Gabrielle has, like, grown and changed her style. Like, Mm -hmm. thinking back to, like, English Rain, it is so vastly different. And she's just, like, matured so much in her, like, songwriting and her production. Like, she's an incredible songwriter. And she's got such a beautiful, vulnerable voice. And I absolutely am obsessed with her. And I think, like, she's maintained that integrity of, like, why I fell in love with her to begin with but she's also you know like tried to incorporate like this album especially she's tried to incorporate a lot more like electronic elements and like really interesting sort of like production things that we don't normally see from her because like she's very um she's known for like her acoustic Mm. um which is interesting to note because she's done a whole stripped version really she's done an entire another album Every single song is a stripped version. Oh my gosh. And they're all incredible too. I have to and listen I love to this. them. They're amazing. If you, if you didn't know. Yeah. That's so awesome. So she's, every single song on her Dear Happy album is now Dear Happy stripped. That's like, so cool. I love that. And they're amazing. And they're just as good. I love Like you'd that. think sometimes with stripped versions, you can like take away some, some of the like core elements of songs, especially if they do rely heavily on electronic mm-hmm. elements. But oh, she's just amazing so they all turn out fantastic so that's so cool that is my um favorite album of the year so far dear happy by gabrielle applin vivian what is yours (laughs) (laughs) well um so you may have noticed that maddie didn't mention a particular album that uh you may have been expecting but that's because i have chosen the album (laughs) (laughs) so yes of course it's manic by halsey our girl we love her. Hello. Duh. Um, what's there to say, really? No. You guys know, we. I mean, how much we love this album. Throwback to when we did a whole album breakdown. We did a whole album breakdown. An entire episode that was over 45 minutes long. Because we were just... And it was like the day after it, it had come out. So we were just like babbling and rambling. Oh my god, we were... So, I think we need to like revisit it and do like a bit more of an articulate... A like, proper analysis rather than just like screaming about how this, amazing I it is. I love this. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, again, like I feel, you know, we both love Halsey so much as an artist and we've said why so many times, but... I truly believe that Manic is her best album to date because of how 
personal it is in a way that she's never done before. Normally, you know, with Badlands, Hopeless Fountain Kingdom, it was these worlds that she created, very cinematic, which, you know, we both loved, but this felt like, you know, it was a look into her life and it was sort of more direct and more personal. And I just, I really, I appreciate the fact that she chose to do that because it's so vulnerable and yet it worked out so well. And there's obviously like, you know, what, what Maddie was saying before with Gabrielle Applin's album, um, with this one, I love every single song and, you know, there's a few interludes in there, which some people might think that it's, you know, they don't have a place, but they do. And every single song in this album is so like well thought out as to where it is in its placement. And there's just, you know, it's so hard to listen to this album without listening to the full thing. Yeah. Like, because the way that songs flow into each other, like, the way that there's, like, there's literally, like, a trilogy in this song, yeah. in this album. If you know what I mean, if you've listened to the album, you'll You're know. You're a Halsey stan, you'll yeah. know what we're talking about. <laughs> exactly. So, and I think that's so creative because I feel like with albums these days, you know, like we were talking about before with the 1975, like, it is just so easy to just pick out your favourites and then just listen to them when you know like these things like people work on these things it's a creative work of art and you know they should be listened to in its full in my opinion you know that's yeah just I think I, I've been having a tendency like I haven't been listening to the songs on Manic as much as I would like songs from other albums and I think that is because to listen to this, you truly have to, like, do it all in order. And you have to set aside the time and, like, the emotional space yes. in your brain to just, like, process everything. And, like, I really want to listen to it more. Like, because it's incredible, obviously. So like, incredible. Amazing. But, yeah, like, I think it takes up so much of your time. And, honestly, that is a testament to, like, how incredible this album is. Like, mm-hmm. it, it truly is, like, a standalone piece that just like encompasses like everything that Halsey is about and she's been so vulnerable like the all the way leading up to this and like during this album like it's insane how amazing it is and it just feels like you know she's like given all of her fans like a literal like a piece of her heart and gone like protect that (laughs) like you're basically just like holding your hand like while you're like listening listening to this album yeah and I'm just you know whenever we can go to concerts again. Oh my god. <laughs> Whenever she can come to Australia again, I just, I can't wait till we can go and just listen to this and just hold hands and cry. We I know, I think, I think the only thing that's getting me through the fact that we didn't get a manic concert is the fact that she hadn't released dates yes. for Australia for when we would be expecting Yes. Her. And I think the fact that we didn't get any dates is like, keeping me through it because if I was if it was like yeah we like she would have been in Brisbane on like August the 20th or something I would have been like hanging out yeah for that date just like crying when I got to it because of like what could have been but I am content yes. without a date and I will continue to carry that until we get one so a hundred percent and we know that she's gonna come and tour it because that's the type of artist oh. that she is but yes. anyway if you want to hear our full <laughs> thoughts on Manic, please go back we to that to, episode. We need to cut ourselves off now. <laughs> We're like um, the bar, the bartender's cutting us off. Yes. Like, we need to stop. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes, that is my favourite album of the year so far, Manic by Halsey. 
So now we will go back into our song countdown. We are up to number two now, so I will kick us off. And my second favourite song so far of 2020 is Parasite Eve by Bring Me the Horizon. Again, you should have expected this, so don't be surprised. Um, So, yeah, you guys know how much I love Bring Me the Horizon. I spoke about this really recently, so I won't go too far into it. But what I will say is that with this song... It's really got me excited for what's to come with Bring Me The Horizon. I think they are such a an amazing band in the sense that they have been around for so long, but they've evolved so many times. And I think that, you know, the way that they've evolved has suited them and has they're just making the music that they want to make. And I think that's the most important thing. And I'm just so excited. Apparently they're releasing like four sort of like EP type things and this like Ooh, okay. in this era of, of that they're going with so I'm really excited to just hear whatever is to come but yeah this song it's such a great song it's such a timely song and I love it I was really really impressed with this song because obviously I don't listen to Ring Me The Horizon ever <laughs> um, except for when Vivian's like I've got a new Bring Me The Horizon song and I'm like okay I'm ready. But I'm like, all right, let's like buckle down. Let's get prepared. But like the beginning of this song is really, really cool. I love it. I'm obsessed with the intro. It's so cool. And I think it definitely is like a really, really awesome, um, like production wise. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's just really cool. And I love it. Like, it's definitely not something that I would think would come from bringing me the horizon. But yes, exactly. I've been pleasantly surprised. Um, and I'm glad that you brought up this song because I think it's really cool. Why, thank you, Maddie. <laughs> to you. Um, so yes, that is my number two, Parasite Eve, I Bring Me the Horizon. Maddie, what is your second favourite song of 2020 so okay. far? Hey, so my second favourite song of 2020 so far is one that I have not talked about on the podcast, but I have mentioned this artist before. So her name is Jasmine Jethwa. And the song that I'm going to be talking about is Empty Waters. So I mentioned like a while ago now, I think, Mm -hmm. her song called Running Circles. And I had obviously never heard of her before. It was like my under a rock ages ago. And then she released this song, Empty Waters. And I was just like, I just fell in love with her all over again. So this song is just pure bliss when I listen to it. Like I'm a, like, it's just amazing to listen to. Like, so... Let me get some context. Um, the guitar, for one. So good. Amazing. Vivian was like... <sighs> because, again, like, because I hadn't talked about it on the podcast before, Vivian hadn't heard it, so I made sure to make... I'd play it for her before mm-hmm. we start talking about it. And she was, like, obsessed. I just... I was so taken aback by... A, the guitar is so beautiful in this song, but I just think the structure of this song is so beautiful and, and, and just... Honestly, it's not what I expected, um, and I think it works so well the way that every single element is crafted in yeah, this song. Yeah, because it's very different from Running Circles, because yes. Running Circles is very much sort of like this um, darker, like, folk-inspired yep. kind of thing, especially with the acoustic guitar riff that, like, sort of goes around through it. Um, but this song, it's a lot more atmospheric and it's very flowy and it talks about like the ocean and you can definitely like hear that in the way that she's structured it and like put all of the backing vocals together they're all very flowy and they like blend into each other and it's sort of this like wash of like it really is like it feels like water is sort of like washing over you Mm -hmm. 
And like the thing that makes this song is honestly her her voice. Like there is nothing like having someone who knows how to control their vulnerability and yet also being really, really powerful at the same time. And I think Jasmine Jethwa knows how to do that. And it 100%. really, really shines, especially in the chorus. Like there's this bit, like there's this line in the chorus and she says like, um, I think it's like, I bet you wouldn't notice or something about like you wouldn't notice. Mm-hmm. And the way that the melody sort of like, this is going to be really weird. You need to listen to the song. All of the, again, like we always do, all of the songs are going to be in the playlist down below. So please listen to it. Yes. But, um, basically she starts up really high and then goes down and sort of like flicks back up to the same notes that she started on. But she starts in like this really like nice, like floaty head voice. Mm -hmm. And then when she flicks back up to the same notes, she like transitions into like a belt and like a chest height, like head voice mix. And it is so, so cool. And as like the singer that I am, (laughs) I have tried so hard so so hard to do the same thing and I can't do it like it has taken me so long I can get close but nowhere near as incredible as Jasmine does and I'm like in awe every time I listen to her and I just like can't stop talking about how amazing she is and I think I just saw I think she released an EP oh that's so cool with both of the songs on it with another two so I'm like going to listen to that as soon as we finish recording so yes um yeah so that is my second favorite song of 2020 so far it is Empty Waters by Jasmine Jethwa and so now we're on to the final final stretch yes um so number one song um I'll start us off and sort of following the same vulnerability beautiful vocal um tangent that we're on at the moment um, my number one song is Aoife by Mary Eckert. So Whoa. I have talked in length <laughs> about this song previously when I brought it up on the podcast and I cannot express to you how much this song has like just like enlightened me really. Like I have listened to this song so many times ever since I first heard it and I just... I'm in awe every single time. Like, it never fails to amaze me how incredible Mary's voice is. Like, again with Jasmine, like, they're on the same plane of existence. Like, with control and just, like, vocal ability and, like, being able to manipulate their voices. And, like, I just, I love everything about how beautiful and, like, tender... And, like, gorgeous this song is. Because it's about, you know, like... So, basically, like, the song is, like, Aoife. But it stands for I Feel at Home. Mm-hmm. And it's about this, like, relationship that she's in where, you know... Um, the other person isn't giving as much as, as she is because she's so invested. And, like, she's trying to hang on even though there's not much there. And it's just, like, you know... Like, I feel at home here. And, like, she doesn't want this sort of relationship to end. And you can just, like, hear the vulnerability in her voice. I've, I, we need a counter of how many times I've said that word. Like, that's getting insane. But, like, honestly, like, you can feel the emotion and feel everything that she's trying to say. And then, like, it's this gorgeous piano ballad. And then so pretty. towards the end, it's, like, this sort of, like, amalgamation of this, like, f- like fairyland, like, yes. atmospheric, like, 
vocal sort of um, cacophony of things going on and it's just really really like I can't I can't explain it (laughs) very well but it's just it's one of those things that has like touched me in a way that like not a lot of songs do and I am so grateful to have been able to listen to this song like I just Mm. I am in awe every time I listen to it it's such I, I I have to I have to agree with you there like what I what I really appreciate about this song and I love the fact that you've brought it into my life Maddie because <laughs> otherwise I wouldn't have you know this this sort of type of genre of music I don't delve into enough as as much as I should because I'm always so enthralled by like the the voice and just the way in this particular song what I love so much is just how creative she is with vocal layering as Maddie sort of mentioned towards the end of the song it's honestly it's sort of like a free sort of structure towards the end and it's very like I feel like you know when you listen to it you're sort of just taken to another place and it's very reflective and I just I love how music can touch you in that way and can sort of invoke that sort of reaction because yeah it's gorgeous and I'm such a fan of this song so good I'm glad someone can put it into like articulate words (laughs) I'm just like rambling because I'm obsessed with the song so thank you for that appreciate it um but yeah please listen to it I love you Mary Eckert like please serenade (laughs) me to sleep every night I would I would love that um but yeah that is my number one favorite song of 2020 so far. It's Aoife, I Feel at Home by Mary Eckert. Number one, Vivian, what have you got? Um, so, <laughs> again, uh, you're probably wondering that Maddie didn't mention a particular artist. As a <laughs> no. Because Vivian took it away from me. Yes, no. <laughs> no. Um, so, you guys are probably expecting Halsey, but what Halsey song? Well, I have chosen Ashley. So this is the opener to, to Manic. And again, like... Seems to be a theme going on I was just, <laughs> just about to say that. I just realized that I've done that. But again, like Maddie sort of said before, it is really hard to listen to Manic without sort of... You have to listen to everything. Otherwise, it sort of doesn't really make sense. But... The reason why I chose this song is, again, it is an, a fantastic album opener. I feel mm. like it sets everything up so well for the journey that you're about to go oh, yeah. on. Because it is a journey. Yeah. And I think what I really appreciate about this song, though, is it is, I feel like, such a different sort of take from Halsey in the sense that it is vulnerable and we've always praise Tulsi for her lyricism and how well she can sort of talk about things whether it's directly or not um but this is such like a here is what I'm feeling and I'm putting it on the table and this is exactly how it's gonna sound like it's so direct but at the same time it's so vulnerable and I feel like the subject matter is so interesting because it's sort of talking about how she's feeling like her place in her life right now, but also in the music industry and whether how long she can go on doing this, Mm. whether it's being a musician or whatnot. And I feel like that's such an interesting way to open Manic because it is like this spectrum of emotions going through (laughs) Manic. And with Ashley, 
and it's titled Ashley. So, you know, as you, if you don't know, that that's her that's her real name, and I feel like that honestly just says everything in itself. Like this is her. This is everything that she is in a song, and I love that so much. And another thing that I think is really cool in terms of like the production and the actual music itself is it's this very like emo song <laughs> which speaks to my heart because as you guys know I used to listen to all those sort of emo bands when I was younger and yep. the chorus is very like my chemical romance it's just like screaming into the void hoping <laughs> someone will listen <laughs> oh um, but yeah like I just I love this song so much yeah like like you touched on I think I the fact that it is titled Ashley mm-hmm. really like it says all that needs to be said like yeah. I think to to start off like such a vulnerable album with you know like this is the real me like I'm not hiding behind this like, not that she is hiding behind the Halsey persona. It's just, like, it opens up, you know, this avenue for, like, this is, like, the core of who I am. Mm-hmm. And you're sort of, like, set up to expect just, like, the roller coaster that is manic. And I think you need something to sort of, like, prepare you for, like, oh, for what's sure. coming. Um, especially towards that end. Wow. Um, but, yep. <laughs> yeah, I think, like, I really, really do love this song. Like, even, you know, by itself, I think it is, like, a really, really special and really, really amazing song. So, I'm glad that you chose this one. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think having this song as the opener just really, really sets everything up. And it's just, yeah, an incredible, mm. an incredible song in itself. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, you guys know how much I love Halsey. But I think, you know, especially with this song and with Manic, it's like Maddie was sort of saying before, like... It speaks to me every time I hear that I listen to this song. It speaks to me on another level that I just, I I can't sort of attribute to other songs or other musicians yeah. and artists, and that's why I love Halsey so much. I just feel like she's just taking things out of my brain and like, here's my music. Like this is how <laughs> I'm feeling, and I love that so much. But yes, that is my number one, my favorite song of the year so far, Ashley by Halsey. So. That is the end of uh, this episode, but um, thank you guys so much for listening. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you get your podcast fix. And you can follow us on all of our social media at Caught My Earpod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We post all the latest updates there, and you can send us all your recommendations, which we really, really love because we're going to get back into our regularly scheduled programming, yes. our regular episodes after this one so please send us any recommendations if you have any we love listening to what you guys are listening to as well and we love hearing your opinions yes on what we listen to so please let us know in the comments send us a dm let us know if you agreed with our top songs top album yeah or like let us know what your favorite album is so far or your favorite song this year is so far because we'd love to know so Please, please comment. Please send us a DM. We'd love to hear from you. But um, that's it for now. So you can join us on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye, guys. Bye.